0: tuning into Car Rider Line. I'm Sydney Hunt, and today I'm joined by Assistant Superintendent of Teaching and Learning, Dr. Susan Silva, and Elementary Math Coordinator, Rachel Powell. Thank you both for being here today. I need to be here. And we have we have an exciting topic to talk about today, and we hope um, it's helpful for our parents and guardians who are wondering how teachers plan lessons and how they address TEKS and, or Texas Essential Knowledge and Skills, or how they meet the needs of all students in their classroom. So today we're going to be talking through personalized learning experiences, collaboration techniques with staff members that help inspire student achievement agency and growth in CCISD. So a pretty important topic. Um, There's a lot to it, but we're going to try to break it down as much as possible to help you understand better about what's going on within our classrooms. Uh, So if you're watching us live on Facebook right now, uh, you can submit questions in the chat and we'll get to them towards the end of the show if we can. Uh, But let's get started. Dr. Silva, let's start off with the who. So when we're talking about the who is involved in developing and supporting teaching and learning, there are many different departments and key leaders that filter what's required by the state down to our campuses and down to our ultimately our teachers. So can you talk through those key players involved?
1: Absolutely. We're super excited to be here today and um, get a behind the scenes look. Um, So really the work starts at the state level and uh, the state begins the work by creating the Texas Essential Knowledge and Skills that you already mentioned. And essentially a TEAC, the TEACs are what help to identify what is being taught, the content in each of the grade levels and in each of the subjects. So once we have our TEKS identified by the state, then our work begins in the CCISD curriculum department. For each content, our curriculum coordinators, like Ms. Powell here that you mentioned, uh, takes that content and begins to create our district curriculum for each course. Our curriculum um, that we create is able to reflect what we believe, our philosophy about teaching and learning in classes in CCISD. For example, in our elementary math classes in CCISD, we believe that students learn best through concrete, representational, and then abstract flow for math content found in each of our grade level TEKS and so the curriculum is developed to help teachers to be able to accomplish this for our students. The curriculum is developed by instructional coaches and teacher groups who are led by our curriculum coordinators like Ms. Powell. Once curriculum is developed then professional learning happens and that's when teacher groups come together with instructional coaches to learn about the TEKS, about the curriculum and about the instructional strategies to use to help our students learn and grow
0: and so let's talk through professional learning communities and our community may have heard plcs before the term plcs um, which is our abbreviated version but let's get into the meat of what they are and how they've evolved in
1: ccisd absolutely yes plcs have been around for quite a while. Mm -hmm. Um, We have focused our efforts on that recently in the last few years pretty intensely to create them. Essentially a PLC is really just a group of educators who come together with a common purpose. They develop a sense of collective responsibility to help every student they serve be successful. Effective teams create this unrelenting focus on learning. Teachers rely on each other to accomplish that goal that's sometimes really hard to achieve individually. They, they concentrate efforts on um, responding to the critical questions of learning. Over time, teachers have seen the need to work together, All right? This naturally happens. Teaching is such a challenging job, meeting the needs of the academic needs of students, creating a community of learners in their classroom, handling behavior concerns. There's a lot going on. It's enormous. The job can really be overwhelming. Um, teachers have always planned together to create assignments, uh, plan trips, do different things like mm-hmm. that. With PLCs, it's a teacher's, it's a team focus on all students, making sure every student experiences success. They have evolved slowly and differently on each mm-hmm. of the campuses, as you would imagine. Um, as a district, we have put considerable effort into our system-wide approach for about the last five years.
0: And and so their, their main job is really to not reinvent the wheel in every single one of their classrooms is to work collaborati- collaboratively in that grade level or, or that subject and really get to the meat of what these students need and how they need it. And it might look different in each classroom because they have different students. Correct. Abso- absolutely. Um, but that's it's really working in that collaborative space to efficiently and correctly meet those student needs. Absolutely. And so how does the district and campus then support these PLCs? Because they can't just go off
1: on their own, right? They have to have some of those supports from the district and campus level. Absolutely. So the district supports this work um, in several different ways. Our campus leaders attend a Leaders Learn and our AP Academy, which both help them to develop structures for effective PLCs at their school. Each campus also has a guiding coalition, which is essentially like a leadership team on campus that guides the work of the PLCs. Um, Instructional coaches play an instrumental part in the development and improvement of PLCs. These leaders attend professional learning, um, they learn and they support the work back on their campus. We have many professional learning opportunities also, like our PLC 101, where teacher teams can come together and learn about PLCs working together, collaborative teams. uh, Campus leaders and coaches take back what they learn to the campus and continue to help the teachers grow together. Additionally, this year, you might have noticed IP days on our school calendar. This is new Mm -hmm. this school year. IP stands for instructional planning. And as we went about the work to create PLCs, we knew teachers needed time. Mm -hmm. We hear that more than anything. They need time together to really talk through and plan. And so the IP days were included this year, which are dedicated days for teachers to work in the campus and the district PLCs.
0: So no matter what subject department, Everyone has some sort of support on either the campus and or
1: district level, correct? That's exactly right. All teachers have curriculum leaders. Um, These leaders provide professional learning, as we already mentioned, for the teachers. For teachers on like a typical algebra team or a typical fourth grade team, their PLC Mm -hmm. is their campus team, that algebra team or that fourth grade team. But we do have some teachers that we call singletons in education (laughs) land. That means that means essentially a teacher who is the only one that teaches that content on a campus. That might be a graphic design teacher, a band director, possibly a visual arts teacher. And these teachers participate in our district-wide PLCs on those IP days that I already mentioned. It's, it's really a challenge mm-hmm. to meet every teacher's needs, but that is certainly our intention right. and our work that we continue to try to do.
0: Ms. Powell, now let's talk about the what and the why. So what are the ultimate goals of these PLCs and why are these important?
2: Sydney, each PLC really works to answer four questions. The first question is, what do we want our students to know and be able to do? The second question is, how will we know if each student has learned it? Third question is, how will we respond when some students do not learn it while we're teaching it? And how will we extend the learning for students who learn it quickly or already de- demonstrate proficiency? Mm-hmm. These, the first two questions especially support all teachers having common content and strategies, which support students having a team rather than a single teacher rather than teachers individually reinventing Mm -hmm. the wheel, they benefit from more minds making better plans together. And questions three and four ask teachers to pre-think which students are gonna struggle with this material and what could I do about that while I'm teaching or which students are gonna master this early and therefore I can prepare some enrichment activities during the first time content is delivered.
0: And so let's give an example of what their work may look like within a classroom to give our parents some understanding of if they don't see it every day, obviously.
2: So I love word picture. So consider each teacher as serving a different buffet um, that they singly prepared from their own best knowledge. We have the Chinese buffet. We have the pizza buffet Mm -hmm. and the Luby's buffet. Students in these independent classrooms will have quite different experiences. We might have a student who needed Chinese food, but he was in a pizza buffet classroom. Mm -hmm. We want students to have the full buffet choice with the best of the connections and each teacher's ideas shared through the PLCs, using those four questions to support and ensure the success of all of our students. So after planning content and strategies as a PLC with their instructional coaches support, teachers then offer this agreed upon content and strategies to their students, but We're each individuals, so we're gonna offer it with our personalities and our special speaking skills. And uh, there are teachers who use um, accents to get kids' attention or dress up in outfits or just Mm -hmm. are calm and quiet about it. But we're gonna allow all students to embrace the learning in their way and at their own pace because we offered all learners the strategies that would Mm -hmm. cause success. So for instance, I'm teaching fourth grade decimals. And I sat down with my PLC and we said, what do we have to be sure kids know about decimals and what strategies will we use? So we thought, well, we better use some number lines. We better use some money. We better use some base 10 blocks. We better do some drawing. We better talk about expanded notation for both decimals and fractions. So by myself, Mm -hmm. I might have forgotten one of those existed, but as a team, as a PLC, we're gonna bring all those best ideas to the table and then bring all those to the students for their success.
0: And I I wanna bring this up. We had a recent event at Parr Elementary where we saw these efforts in action and everything you're talking about right now, the students really owned their learning. They had, they were sometimes partnered with, in the classroom, they were partnered with someone who may be struggling with the decimal who and with a student who isn't struggling so they can kind of work together collaboratively to meet that s- both students' needs and, and excel their learning together. And teachers weren't even around them when they were talking through this, and it was just so impressive to see these students. Some were on computers, some were using blocks, some were using money, and it was just so incredible to see them Exactly. Knowing what they're supposed to be learning and they might not get it yet, but they're trying. And so it was just great to see that. And, and I'm sure that happens throughout all of our you know, classrooms when we're talking about meeting them where they are needing to be met.
2: You just described. Because teachers were a PLC, mm-hmm. the students in the classroom became a PLC. Yes, yes. They were willing to learn as a community Absolutely. and share their ways, their methods, their knowledge with their peers.
0: Right. It was just so impressive to see. So mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure, um, shout out to Par Elementary, fourth grade, because that, it was so <laughs> impressive. It was beautiful. And if you get a chance to ask your student maybe, you know, how are you learning like this, you mm-hmm. know, and, and seeing if, if it really resonates with them. So I thought that was important to... Throw in there. So let's talk about the how and how will the district measure the success of these efforts? Because we're not just doing this just because. You know sure. we have to have some planning moving forward and um, some data. So how are we measuring those efforts? So Sydney, we look at a
2: data in a in a lot of ways. Uh, obviously, parents and students. We look at the STAR and the EOC. Um, and recently we completed something called an interim assessment, which is a practice assessment here at the middle Mm -hmm. of the year. Um, It's like STAR, and we're in process now in our PLCs reviewing that data, looking for patterns and other ways to help students be successful By the time we get to STAR. So we're not going to wait and find out at STAR. We're going to take some middle-of-the-road data and try to adjust our teaching and learning. We also set superintendents targets. And this year, PLCs and student growth are a part of our target. So we'll be collecting data about growth, which we hope will shine the light on Mm -hmm. the benefit of being in PLCs and helping all students grow. Um, We have a PLC program gauge that occurred last year and it'll occur this year. We collect survey and focus group feedback from teachers primarily for Mm -hmm. this. How did they feel about their work in PLCs? And this gauge is letting us make the incremental changes Mm -hmm. to our PLC work. It helps us identify improvement, ideas or concepts we need for professional learning. Right. They'll give us. We need this. Right. And with the intent to continue always each year to be better and better at our work.
0: We've obviously seen great data so far, um, which really is driving the efforts behind the scenes as well. How does all of this different, differentiate, if it does, uh, CCIC in regards to the process of instructional planning and learning?
2: So. I mean, it, it's it's real to say all school districts expect teachers to do some planning. Mm-hmm. Um, many, uh, it's a national movement to be involved in PLCs. This is not a local movement, right. It's a, and many school districts have the professional learning about how to do it, like we have in CCISD. Um, we believe that one of the things that sets us apart is the inclusion of this dedicated time, this time outside of normal work. Mm-hmm. Um, teachers traditionally get about a 45 minute break a day where they run to the bathroom, do personal needs and mm-hmm. all that. So we said, wait, we've got to give more time, more time to this planning. So we give them these longer chunks, and they're called IP days. Yes. And those have gotten amazing feedback from teachers. Teachers are saying, these are these are good allotment of times to support them. Mm-hmm. Also, um, our district provides excellent professional learning opportunities for our instructional coaches so that they come to a district level content PLC. Right. And then they take that district PLC learning and content about sometimes six and seven grade levels of material back to their campus, which they become a resource for the teacher beyond right. the 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 books and the the products that we've given them, they also have a human
0: right to talk that, through. That everything. is there to bring
2: mm-hmm. that content forward. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: I think it's just great information of it I've learned so much, you know, behind the scenes of what goes on and how it how it filters down. And so I just wanna thank you both for being here. Is there anything else you think we miss or you'd like to add
1: or I think we I hope we covered yeah, everything. Yeah, I think yeah? we covered it. I think we, uh, I'll say again, because we started with this, but just mm-hmm. how very important a teacher's job is. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we continue to look for ways to support them. Most of the time, the mm-hmm. feedback we get most often is we, we don't have enough time right. to do everything well. And so we continue to um, look for ways to mm-hmm. be able to do that. And we will continue to do that. Um, and it's a journey. And yes. I think uh, that that's part of the work. So we, we, we love it.
0: Well, y'all are doing amazing work. Work, and we hope this was helpful uh, and digestible of how of the process some of the process in place um, to help support our teachers and ultimately our students um, which is what we're doing all of this for so thank you both for being here today uh, that's it for this episode it'll be available for playback on our Facebook page and also published as a new op- audio episode you just search for car rider line wherever you listen to your podcast and you, su- you can subscribe and listen whenever you want uh, so thank 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 you for tuning in today. We hope you have a happy holiday season.